to episode number six, our March edition of Sit Down with the Soup here on Radio353.com. Uh, Mr. Hatfield, what a it's amazing thing already episode number six holy cow how'd well, that happen we just were talking you know before we started recording that probably uh this one and then two more and we'll be done with the year yeah it's crazy we'll do april may and wrap things up but uh every school year flies and this one has to yes and once you get past spring break i feel like it goes so much faster it does it goes super fast You're doing state assessments and then rolling yes. into spring sports you're out somewhere every night. It just goes really fast. Absolutely. So it is, um, it's been a busy month, just like um, always. Um, one big thing that happened this month is we got the survey results back from the community survey over the football field. We did. Uh, that was discussed in the, the March board meeting, and uh, it was pretty pretty overwhelming from the community that uh, are interested in sticking with tradition and, and wanting to concentrate all efforts on um, on our current football field, yeah. our current facilities, basically, um, instead of instead of the option of putting something new out here, and yeah. so uh, so uh, the board will be. I mean, that was essentially what was discussed this month was just the results, and and uh, that's the, the the gist of it. And so we'll be moving forward with board discussion on what that looks like. Um, it is clearly a need uh, to, you know, to enhance yeah. those facilities and, and to make them how the community wants them. Uh, but we, we also have to figure out how that fits with, with budgeting and, yeah. and, you know, how that looks. So, uh, so anyway, it's good to have the information and give us direction either way. So originally there was a, uh, I don't know if a bid is the right word to use or not, but there was like a, like a plan or a mm-hmm. bid for a new school, a new field out here at the high school and then a, uh, re- renovations to right. Sellers Park. Right. Yes. Um, now that the community says, "Hey, we want to stay at Sellers Park," um, is that does that open up to more bids and more plans? Yeah. There, there hasn't. I don't re- know that process. There hasn't really been any bids necessarily there, gotcha. but there were some plans drawn up uh, for uh, each site gotcha. and just gotcha. uh, just as ideas. And then uh, the board kind of went in the direction uh, after that was discussed for a few months. Uh, the board kind of the direction went in the direction of we really want to decide which site we want to concentrate on instead yeah. of having the two plans, and so, um, and so that's when we went the route of the survey, um, and so now the survey results have been presented, but there really hasn't been any discussion post that yet. So I don't want to speak for the board, um, but that that's kind of the direction it will head as far as discussion. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh, I was curious. I didn't know what the next the next step looked like. So yep, yep. So um, they'll they'll start discussing that, and uh, obviously the with that community uh, information that helps lead the discussion. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a big need, so we're excited for it. Yeah, uh, for our athletes and and for all of our students uh, that get to participate on Friday nights and and all the other uh, facilities that are surrounding. Yeah. Um, another event that happened. It was kind of statewide. It wasn't just Wellington, but there was um, um, a you know, there or there was some school some school threats, if you will, that happened statewide, um, right. uh, with some fake calling going on. So, you know, Gavin put this in here, um, not about that specific event, but you know, about just our um, process as a district as a whole sure. to any threats that happen. Because I know that's always a, a concern of, of parents and and people in the community. Right. Um, so, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, that has become part of school this day, these so days crazy, which is but, yeah. which is sad but um and i would say that 
uh, most districts across the country throughout, you know, throughout the school year uh, will experience some sort of, you know, something uh, regarding a, a threat or maybe just a situation that's, you know, that's uh, a little bit scary. But uh, the nice thing for uh, Wellington is we have a, a full-time SRO that works uh, directly within our schools at all times. Tremendous. Um, and uh, Troy Wiley, and he does an amazing job for us. And, and so we, we always have police presence at all time, um, and uh, which works out really nicely. And then uh, we also, you know, I am uh, uh, I keep in uh, contact with uh, Chief Heath uh, regularly, yeah. you know, as things come up. And so, essentially, uh, our our administration, our schools are uh, trained uh, at the beginning of every year on how to react in a in a threat situation. That's become a regular part of of training every year. Yep. Yep. And uh, so our staff and students are, are always trained to know what to do uh, in case something were to come up. Um, we've had a couple incidents this year in Wellington where there's been, uh, you know, some sort of uh, uh, threatening situation, whether it be minor or not. We take it all seriously and uh, try to get communication out to the community and then follow our processes uh, within that. And... Uh, and then, you know, the biggest thing is just, you know, law enforcement is we're, we're trained educators and we are uh, reacting to, to threatening situations. Yeah. Uh, but our law enforcement is uh, here in the community has been great partners. Tremendous. And um, so we really uh, try to isolate the threat and get them involved immediately and follow those steps. And then we try as hard as we can to communicate with the um, community as effectively as we can. Um, sometimes that can be a little bit tough because of the, you know, the whatever situation's going on. Um, but we try to, we try as hard as we can to keep communication to the community, you know, um, yeah. on the up and up. So, uh, so that happens. The other thing that we do that uh, the community should be aware of is if we ever have, uh, you know, one of the things that often gets talked about after uh, some sort of um, situation has happened in another community is what, you know, what was the district doing prior to that situation with whatever Correct. student, uh, you know, acted out or whatever. Um, so one thing we do, and none of these processes are perfect because you just don't know, but uh, one of the things that we do is we do we have what's called a, a th threat assessment tool, and so if we ever have a, a student that has some sort of behavioral issue that that um, can be connected to potential for you know threatening behavior or anything like that, um, uh, let's say a student you know like you've heard in the past a student makes a threat a drawing does a drawing yeah. or something yeah. that is that is uh, inappropriate for school and but also is a kind of a threatening in nature Correct. drawing or says something when they're angry that is threatening in nature or anything like that we have a threat assessment tool that uh, the administration and the uh, police department work together on to administer uh, to try to be proactive uh, for students that potentially could you know um, could as a threat or have and done something, you know, uh, all of us, all of us are guilty when we're angry of saying something we shouldn't correct. say. And so most of the time it's just things like that. You know, people are angry and they say something they should, but then there's, you know, we still try to be proactive and, and make sure that, uh, you know, 
we have information on on that situation. And that threat assessment so. tool questions um, everybody that's involved with that student throughout the day. So yes. even if they were not, you know, if I have a student in my class and that didn't happen in my class, they're still going to question me and, and how that student is behaving in my class over right. the last so amount, amount of time, right. um, which I think is extremely important yeah. because then it really gets a scope of everything. Right. And the police um, department even uh, goes as far as to, uh, work with the family as well. Make sure awesome. that the make sure that the student doesn't have access to anything yeah. you know uh, uh, that uh, could be used in a threatening nature. All that kind of stuff. So, uh, so there are a lot of there's a lot of steps to it. It's it's yeah. we we're we're really proud of that tool. Um, you know, it's not uh, nothing's ever perfect, but it is it is available and and we do use it often to if if needed. So for sure, yeah. For sure. Hopefully it just doesn't have to be used very often. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's also state basketball this month. Yeah. Switching subjects Man, a little fun. bit. Topics. That, that was, was a blast. A lot of fun, yeah. Uh, first time in school history, both the men and women's basketball teams made it to the state tournament in Salina. The boys played uh, on that Wednesday against McPherson. They fell to the Bullpups, who went on um, – uh, who lost in the state championship game um, to Eudora. And then the girls played on Thursday. They played Bishop Miege, um, a heck of a draw in round one. Um, Bishop Miege um, went on to win the 4A state uh, championship just barely over McPherson. Right. Um, I think they won by eight, so it was a really good game there in that one. Uh, but uh, even though both teams lost in the first round, what an awesome opportunity. It was so fun. Uh, it was, was so fun to drive up there both days and yep. see all the community support. I mean, Wellington always travels well, you know. There's oh, yes. always a million people, it seems like, that those games. And um, so it's 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 just really nice to see everybody support. And it's 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 funny, too, because – I always feel, you know, we've we've had the opportunity to go up to the state tournament a, a couple times over the years with some good girls teams and and a boys team several years ago, and uh, it's compared to the other crowds, I always feel like our community I travels you know, much better than than others, which which you know shows the uh, the support and the and the passion for it. So yeah, it was amazing, and the number of people I just stayed up there on Wednesday night to go mm-hmm. to the girls game on Thursday. Um, it was it was fun. We definitely had the, the biggest crowd, right. at least in the days that we were there and the games that we got to watch. Um, Keaton and Hudson and I got to go call us on the radio, which is fun. And we had, um, you know, two hundred plus streams on both days for those. So it was uh, it was cool. People yep. liked. They wanted to follow. They wanted to see the excitement around town. Right. So yep. it was a really good yep. thing. Good job to both teams, regardless of the outcome. When we got up there, it's just. Uh, Really great for the school, and everybody should be really proud of themselves. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, talking about a board meeting this this month, um, some things that happened there, and and what we have to look forward to. Um, well, we talked about the survey already. Um, we uh, the board continues to discuss the uh, possibility of leasing some land over by Casey's. Uh, yeah. That's current high school property for a possible uh, scooters location. So, I think I think uh, that discussion now is down to essentially whether uh scooters is able to uh get they have to work with the kansas department of transportation to try to get access to the highway or get a drive-in drive-out situation so i think that's kind of what it comes down to is whether that's possible or not and it may not be i don't know um but i think they have some other locations um that they're looking at so hopefully that'll hopefully that's a business that will come to the community either way absolutely but uh but their uh, first choice is to is that property and so uh the board i think is willing to work with them on that if they can if we can pull it all together so good that continued to be a discussion 
uh, USA Communications, who is our current uh, internet provider, came and uh, just talked to the board uh, briefly about uh, their services. So just simple. There's a, Obviously, everybody sees there's a lot of uh, business going on in town right now. Everybody's yards are getting dug up, and, and yeah. uh, they're running uh, fiber all over town. And uh, we have three different companies doing that now, so there will be some competition. Yeah. And so uh, last month we had Ken Okla come in and talk to the board, and so this month it was USA, and just giving them information. And I think there will be good. there will be a lot of push for you know for business from everybody here. Here competition is good for our yeah, community. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is keeps prices down. And then um, to Mrs. Case came in and Mrs. Vaughn came in and talked about the uh, the annual uh, national BPA trip that yeah. they always take to California and uh, the students involved in that. So board approved them to head on that. That's always a great, great opportunity for our students to, to, to get out and, and uh, be involved in those national competitions. Uh, Mr. Nance and Mr. Meyer uh, are working together on trying to uh, connect our two school secondary schools as far as Which the middle school awesome. and the high school uh, a little bit more uh, than has happened in the past. And so um, so they presented to the board on some ideas that they have uh, coming up for next year. Uh, we did some policy updates and then discussed uh, our strategic plan and goals process uh, that we'll be heading towards this summer, uh, which is an annual thing for the district. And then uh, got the uh, audit approved for the 21-22 uh, school year, and then also uh, got the 23-24 calendar approved for the district. So that should be out and ready That's to exciting. go here pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, everybody's always ready to see yeah, what the next calendar sure. is going to be. Sure. So start planning things and getting things wrapped up. So anyway, so that was kind of what happened this month and uh, we'll continue forward with some of those, uh, some of those discussions. So that's good. That is good. Well, that's awesome. Lots of good stuff this last month. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll look at what's coming up in the, in, in uh, the March, end of March and April. Um, and we'll sit down with our interview and our special guest. Man, I really wish I didn't have to make these frozen pizzas every night. Well, throw that frozen pizza away and come to Big Cheese and get yourself a cheesy slice of heaven. Big Cheese has everything you need when you want some nice, fresh pizza. Their address is 324 North Washington Avenue, Wellington, Kansas, 67152. You can also contact them at 620-326-2211. Their hours are 11 a.m. through 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. Oh, welcome back here to episode number five of Sit Down with the Soup. Um, as we continue our monthly coverage of everything happening here at USD353.com. And we're joined now with special guest, uh, Wellington Ag teacher Linda Chase. Ms. Chase, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Great. Awesome. How are you? Awesome. Doing great. Good. What, a, what an exciting thing to do on a Monday morning. Exactly. <laughs> talk about our you know. awesome Everybody's program. brains are fresh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get going, get rolling out there. And so... Now, yeah. now we're cruising. Well, tell us a little bit, you know, um, different people in our community um, probably see our ag program in different ways. You know, some see some sides of it, some don't. So um, just kind of talk us through about your um, FFA program and your ag program and everything we're doing in the shop right now. Because when we were talking about it on Friday, um, 
I was just blown away by all the cool things we did. Um, uh, even some stuff I had no idea about. So, um, if you don't mind, start with there, just kind of sharing your role. Sure. So, um, it is probably in my opinion, one of the widest roles that we have, um, for covering things. I always laugh because people be like, what do you do? Well, I'm an ag teacher. What was that? Yeah. Well, I teach horticulture. I teach animal science. I teach vet tech. Um, I teach welding. And so they're like, how do you do all of that? And so those are the things that we do out there. So, you know, right now, um, my horticulture class is busy and they're getting ready for our plant sale. Um, we have the big plant sale at the end of April every year. And it's funny because the warm weather here lately has sparked some people wanting to plant. So yeah. people are starting to call in and ask when the plant sale is and they just look forward to it. So yeah. it's a pretty big community event, you know, whenever we start looking at that. But oh, yeah. There's so many other things too, uh, just besides the, the having the greenhouse, uh, we have the weld shop. And so uh, right now we're making a bunch of fire pits. And so those fire pits, we'll try to get those out and market them and get them That's sold cool. and trying to do a little bit of personalization on them too, so that people can have them, but they're going to be, um, they're going to last a long time. They're going to be well built. So that's the That's cool awesome. thing about it. They, you know, we were talking and one of the kids said, yeah, I just, my parents paid $200 for this one and it just blew away in the windstorm. Yep. And I was like, uh, these will not blow away, <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> you Correct. know? Um, so you know, we do that with the animal science. Um, we've been doing some grants the last few years, um, taking and, cool. and trying to race, um, race chickens. And so awesome. we haven't gotten the barn all finished yet. Um, so we don't have the chickens here. They're still all at my house. So I gather the eggs, I bring them to school, the kids clean them, package them. And we've been giving those eggs to, um, the, um, lunch ladies in the lunchroom, the cafeteria here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's and cool. so they've been using yeah. them. We've been um, also raising lettuce in a hydroponics unit. And so we've taken lettuce up there to the cafeteria. So um, last year at the beginning of the school year, we had cherry tomatoes that we were picking and taking to the cafeteria. That's so awesome. it's really cool because it's been, it's, the kids are seeing that the work that they're doing is actually coming back to not just them, but to other yeah. people in the community. So um, I know, gosh, probably in the last three years, we've donated over, well, over 150 to 200 dozen eggs to the um, uh, food bank downtown. That's so cool. That's amazing. That's pretty, pretty cool thing to be able to give back to the community and to do those things it's a big need right now egg prices are through oh the roof. so yes that's, that's awesome yes, yes we're that's raising awesome. gold yes, <laughs> yes absolutely no that's awesome we had uh nick wellington on earlier in the year way back that was our very first episode right yep way back in september um and talked about his garden and his hydroponic system and um, so that's a great transition to, now those kids get to come to you and then expand even further on what they do there Yes. Um, so he does a great job getting it started and, and you guys obviously do fantastic job with it and taking it and running with it. Um, talk a little bit about, so you've been here, um, for a while now. So talk about your journey, maybe just as a teacher in general and, and, uh, where you were before Wellington and, and, you know, why you decided on this wonderful community. So I've been teaching ag for 25 years. So awesome. it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I actually started up, um, by Johnson County, um, in, um, Spring Hill high school and I worked for, um, Greenbush and they're, 
their main job at the beginning, or my main job, was to go into a high school that didn't have an ag program, get it started, build it up, get the enrollment, and then Greenbush moved me to another school. They started a contract with Olathe, and so I moved from Spring Hill into Olathe and started um, a big program at Olathe North High School, Then they moved me to DeSoto Eudora and started a big program there, and then I was to the point where I was like, man, I was kind of, it was about year seven or so, year eight, um, had a had two little ones, one that was just, you know, newborn. And so I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take a break. So I took a semester off and it, that, that was all it was. Um, you know, by the time <laughs> Christmas handle. rolled around, yep. um, you know, I was being offered contracts to come back and teach again. And so went back in and moved to Abilene, Kansas. Awesome. And so was there for four or five years. And then I just, I wanted to get back home. So I actually grew up, um, and went to high school at Derby and grew up kind of southwest of Derby and so you know uh, Mr. Hatfield and I had some run-ins in high school believe it or not believe it or not (laughs) that's right I didn't know that yes yes so he was and I actually have a friend uh, that we both grew up with those really close friends of both of us so yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah Yeah, so it's kind of neat and so um, I actually went to um, Oxford had a position open so that's what brought us closer to home and was there for a couple years and then moved over here to Wellington because I loved Oxford. It was a nice small school, but my personality was was fine there, but I was bored. And so yeah. I needed something bigger. And so that's why I moved over here to Wellington and took on a big challenge. And so, and it has been um, because yeah. it's, you know, we've, that's been my thing is grow the program and make the program bigger. And so now we're up to a full-time middle school ag teacher. Yes. Um, we're going to have two full-time high school ag teachers next year. That's awesome. So, I mean, you know, we have one and a half now. So, yeah, so that was kind of my goal was to see the program grow. Um, you know, I just, I think it's important for everybody to, I, I know they're not going to be farmers. They're not going to be ranchers, but they're going to be consumers. And so understanding the difference in and knowing, you know, where their food comes from and knowing, you know, what does it mean between organic and naturally grown and and what's, you know, what does no antibiotics actually mean? So those are my big things is just getting the kids to where they can be adults that are smart consumers and so that we go in the right direction with everybody. So it's better for our society. It's better for our community. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a great thing. We're we're really excited about growing the program next year. You know, we've had, uh, of course, Linda and I have been talking about this for years and years and years, but we, uh, we've probably for, uh, you know, a decade have had, uh, probably the numbers to do a, uh, probably an ag teacher and a half, uh, Mm -hmm. for a while. And, um, obviously it's really hard to hire half a teacher. That's yeah. not, not yeah. the easiest thing in the world. And so we, and so we really haven't pushed in that direction, but, uh, one of the things we did a few years ago is we added, uh, some ag CTE classes at the middle school, um, which was kind of by design that ended up, uh, pushing the numbers big time up into, up into high school. And so that kind of pushed us to the, to the two teacher level instead of just the one and a half teacher level. And, um, so, uh, we appreciate Linda's patience on that. Cause I know along the way she was like, no, yeah. that second teacher needs to be here, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, really put getting those middle school classes 
really helped push that along. And so now we're, we're, we're going to be adding another teacher next year. So that's pretty exciting. And it's exciting to see the middle schoolers, how, how much fun they have. So, cause they get to go two years, two times a year to a competition and actually compete. Um, and so that kind of gets them ready for that high school. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a big thing too, is that with the ag, the things that they're learning in the classroom, they can actually take those things and then go to a competition and actually compete in those. And it's, it's, you know, they, we call them career development events and that's exactly what they are like we're getting ready this week for um, the vet tech career development event and these kids that you know I'm taking I think there's like five or six kids right now that I have that are actually working for veterinarians in the area and so those kids are going there they're taking what they're learning in their internship taking what they're learning in their classes and then they're going to go and compete so I'm so excited to see how well they do this Wednesday Um, you know because there's going to be about 300 to 350 kids that's awesome so it's going to be amazing to be able to see them you know put their knowledge to, to to you know, to work against other kids. Yep. So yeah, it's pretty neat. And shout out to uh, Paul Hartley who does the middle school program. Cause yes. if there's one person to get kids excited about the FFA program and the ag program, it would be him. Um, he does such a good job with the middle school. He does. Um, I loved working with him when I was down there. So he, yeah. did, he does a great job getting them involved and, and excited about it. Yes, he uh, is amazing. And so it's so, it is so much fun and he's, he's so fun to be around. Um, so I always laugh because every time we go on a trip or something, if the kids get into trouble, I'm like, oh, was Mr. Hartley in the middle of it? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. He yeah. is, uh, he is awfully fun to have around and uh, keeps everything light so he does is it's he's great to be around no doubt about it well you talked about the growth of your program um t- tell me a little bit about and maybe it's not the case but ha- have things really shifted over the years you've been in wellington i feel like um you know sometimes on the athletic side we see like kids are um, the way you coach kids are different so i assume that our ffa program has shifted and molded as well uh, at the same time um have you seen that that make sense? It has. And I kind of see where you're, where you're going. I know, I think the biggest challenge that we have faced coming after COVID is getting kids to go back out and yeah. to go and compete again, because a lot of them don't, they don't want to leave school. They just want to stay. Yeah. And so they don't, they're not as involved. Um, it's, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed is that the kids just don't seem to be as involved. Um, the kiddos that who have had brothers and sisters in the program, which that's kind of the cool thing is yeah. seeing those little mm-hmm. brothers and sisters sure. come through. Um, those kiddos are still, you know, those are the ones that are really <clears throat> super involved and they, awesome. they help to get everyone else. And so there has been a big shift. And I know that there's, there's a shift nationwide um, with ag right now in national FFA. Um, they're wanting to do, um, they're wanting to make it to where, Instead, if an if you know, right now kids have to pay an individual membership fee to be in FFA, and we've worked with the community to help lower that cost, um, which has been immense, you know, to to those kiddos. Um, But one of the things that National FFA is looking at is by 2025, they want to make every kid that's in an ag class an FFA member. So there's no more, you know, oh, you're not an FFA, so you can't go. Or Mm -hmm. why didn't you join FFA? No, every kid would be an FFA member and every kid would be eligible to go to everything. Um, And so there wouldn't be any more division. So that would be amazing. Um, So 
waiting to see how a national FFA is going to get this to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is, then, you know, national FFA right now has 800,000 kids in paying membership dues. And there's over a million kids across the nation in ag, in agriculture education classes. So if you could imagine a youth organization with over a million membership. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be impressive. Yes. Without a doubt. And so good for just everybody all around the country. Um, So it's awesome. Well, you do wear multiple hats here at the high school. Um, talk a little bit about you're also in charge of NHS as well. Yes, yes. Right. So I uh, took that on a couple of years ago, and it was kind of um, it was funny because my crew con. I had several students in my crew con that were in NHS, yeah. and you know the position came open, and the girls were talking about it, and they were just like, they're like, man, we, who are we going to find to replace, and who's going to be our new advisor? And so they came to me, and uh, they were like, so you think you could take on NHS too? And I was just <laughs> like, well, you know, yep, I was yep. like, well, it is blue and gold colors, so I suppose <laughs> as, as long as the colors are correct, we'll stick with it. So, That's funny. yeah, so I took on the NHS, and so it's been, it's really been fun. Um, it's a different group of kids, yeah. um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's got a whole different feel to it, um, but I really enjoy it because a lot of those kiddos, um, What's, what's neat is that now that they're getting to know me um, in, in, in HS, they're like, well, I never took an ag class. Maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's getting me a different group of kiddos yeah. coming in. A little bit of recruiting. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little recruiting. And <laughs> so it's really kind of fun and, and, and neat because – a lot of the NHS kids, you know, they want to be hands-on, but they're so busy with trying to do all of the other classes that they yeah. don't have a lot of time for, right. you know, for yeah. the extra extracurricular type of classes in a way you want to call them that, but the current tech ed classes. Yep. And so it's, it's fun to try to get them into one and see them because all of a sudden it's a different side of that kid. Oh, and for sure. you, it, it, it's just like, I didn't know this was an option. You know? Yeah, it is an option. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And so Absolutely. it's been, it's interesting to see that, but it's fun. Yeah. And you're one of your biggest events is the blood drive. Yes. Right. So how yes. did that go this year? So we were so thankful. Um, we were able to have two blood drives this year. Awesome. And so we had, um, we reached our goal both in the fall and in the spring. Um, so that was amazing to yeah, be able to do great. that because we'll get scholarships um, for those, you know, so that that's good. Last year we were only able to have one blood drive because, um, they kept canceling on us for one reason or another, yep, but yep. yeah, we got both blood drives in this year. And, and so those, you know, it's so important to be able to have those blood drives and to get that yeah. blood out to the communities that need it and the people that need it. So that is a great event we do out here at the high school. Another event coming up that involves um, not only you, but a ton of all of our CTE teachers um, is our CTE showcase that Miss yes. Case puts together. Um, and that is April 5th, April 5th from six to 8 PM here at the high school. Um, there's going to be, it's, it's an amazing evening, um, because each one of our career and tech ed classes, they are showcasing something that they are doing. So we have literally have a huge art show going on with paintings and drawings, things that the kids have made, um, 
jewelry that students have made in their art classes, ceramics. Then my probably my favorite thing of the whole evening that I send kids up to the main building for are the culinary arts. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, all <laughs> of the exactly. snack foods that yeah. um, they make that night. Oh, my goodness. It is amazing what those kiddos do with that. That's good. So, you know, um, we'll have Mr. Elder. We'll have some woodworking projects that the kids have done. Um, I'll have some metal uh, projects. But we're going to be out in the ag shop. We'll have the greenhouse open. Things really won't be ready to sell yet. Still pretty early um, in the month of April. Don't start planning until the end of April. Um, but right. uh, we'll have the greenhouse open so you guys can take a peek at things, uh, see what the kids are doing in the greenhouse, how things are growing. Uh, we'll have the plasma cam working and cutting out some art. Um, so we've had some kids that That's really cool. have taken a lot of uh, interest in that. We made some, I don't know if you got to see them, but we made some huge medals for the weight power lifting yes, those team. those were awesome. Those are so great. those were pretty cool. Um, we did some for uh, some wrestling, the girls wrestling too. That's so good stuff. really kind of fun and enjoy making those um, so that the kids have something that's different, you know, yeah. not just a, not just a regular old trophy that hangs up in there. But um, <clears throat> that night will be a, a good night to showcase all of the kids that, you know, all of the, the different activities that they do. We'll have a petting zoo going on too. That'll so, cool. you know, that's always fun, but um Lots of demonstrations, uh, things that kids have made, things that kids have done, um, even in the business and accounting, some of the different um, opportunities that the students have in there. So, For sure. And even talking about our radio station, Gavin will be there set up um, sharing about our what we're doing right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great night. I mean, it just, it's, it's a showcase of our community, all the stuff the kids do. I mean, it's, it is amazing. So if you are in the community listening to this, you need to, you need to come see what all the students are doing that night. 100%. 100%. We encourage you to come out and, and support and see that. Uh, well, Miss Chase, thank you so much for jumping on. Do you have any parting words for our listeners? Can't think of any. <laughs> speechless right. for once. That's right. That's what my students would say. You know. Yep. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for getting on. Yeah. Um, we're excited to see the growth of your program as it continues to grow and all the amazing things you're doing in the act shop. Yep. Um, we appreciate all you do and have been doing for a long time now. Yeah. I'm excited about it. We have uh, a lot of things. Hopefully we'll get some rain because we have our farm out back. And mm-hmm. so we have yeah. alfalfa. So we need it to grow so that we can make some money. And, 100%. Uh, Put up a, a building. That's a, that's been probably the big dream I think for for ten years has been putting up a big enough building that we could have some livestock and cool. get the kids really some more hands on activities and things. So you yeah. know. So fingers crossed. Yes, yes. Hoping for rain. That's right. That'll be good. That'll be good. Well, thank you. We're gonna transition and and talk to Cole and Kate now. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Have thank a great you. day. Yeah. You too. All right. Now we're joined with um, Kate Haynes and Cole McCorkle, both. Uh, big parts of the FFA program here at the high school. Kate Cole, thank you guys for jumping on. Yeah, no yeah, Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I don't know. This you ever, is really different. You ever been on a podcast? No. No. <laughs> pretty big deal. <laughs> pretty big deal. I mean, this is like, you're talking, I don't know what the top podcasts in the world are. I wish I knew because I was going to say there's like one, two, and then us. So we're like number three on the list. <laughs> three in the world. So three in the world yeah, right there. Impressive. Look it up on Spotify. You know, just saying. <laughs> um, no, we are. It, it is growing. It is growing. So we do have quite a few listeners. Um, I feel like it gets more every month. So um, thank you guys for jumping on. Um, we're excited. We want to hear all about um, your programs you're involved in and, and uh, FFA specifically. But, um, Kate, we'll start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do uh, in the FFA program um, and your role for this year. 
Yeah, so for the 22-23 school year, I'm our chapter's treasurer. And so basically, I'm just one of eight officers that we have that helps oversee the whole chapter and all the students we have involved in it. And then when we go to contests and stuff, we call them CDEs, career development events. We, um, We compete in a variety of them. Some of the ones I've done well in are... Poultry, discussion meet, um, vet science. Um, most recently, I got first place at vet science a couple days ago out of 100-some kids. So that was really exciting. Wow, that's that is, great. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it, so is that what you want to do in the future, be a vet? Yeah, I want to go to vet school. I was just getting ready to that. ask the same question. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. So have you thought, which I know you're um, only a junior, so you have another year, but have you thought about college, like K-State possibly, because of vet school? Yeah, so... I have a college visit to Oklahoma, Sk- Oklahoma State um, scheduled, so I I okay. really would like to go there. It kind of just depends on scholarships and stuff, but yeah. K-State is definitely a good option as well. Uh, and I just off the top of my head, I'm thinking um, um, Dr. Heffley, who I work the I Atlanta. work there. So so Shanlin, yeah. Shanlin is a year younger than me in school, and that's where she went was K-State. That's yep. why it popped into my head. But yep. um, yeah, Oklahoma State has a good program as well. Yeah, so in the mornings, my first two class periods, I go to Arrowhead and I awesome. um, like intern there and then I work there in the afternoons and weekends. That is cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's a really good experience. That is, that is pretty neat. It takes, a, it takes a special person to work with some of those animals <laughs> yeah. because, you know, some of them uh, need need a lot of care, just like people. Some yeah. people, but that's it's impressive. Yeah, I don't I really know if that's something it. I could do. So I uh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, kudos to you. It seems like recently we've had quite a few students that are connected to the Oklahoma State program, even compared to K State, which is kind of interesting. That so, is interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I didn't know that. That's good. <clears throat> that is good. So uh, let's go to Cole too. Cole, tell us a little bit about your role in the FFA program. Uh, so in the twenty two twenty three year, I am our FFA president, and I kind of like OC- oversee chapter events and stuff, and make sure that type of deal runs smoothly. Uh, that's kind of what I do. Um, if anybody has any questions, like younger kids or something, I can help them out with like what we're doing at competitions, stuff like that. That's a pretty big job right there. Yeah. The overseer. Yeah. That's right. You know, it's taking like, care of business. That's right. It's like the boss. You, know, you just have to kind of make sure as long as everything goes well, you don't have to do much, you know, just kind of cruising. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I mean, there's like different roles on the chapter For team, sure. but they call it a team. And I think that like really honestly, everybody's just as important as the next one. Like we couldn't Absolutely. all get it done if we weren't all there. So that's what I think everybody's just as important as the next. hundred percent. So how do they determine that uh, the president role? Is it voted on amongst your peers or is it Miss Chase appoints them? How does that work? It's kind of both because so we, you get your application and then okay. you fill it out. But there's also a separate question, which is, do you want to be like uh, thought about for the president role? I'm not sure how it's worded, but it's something like that. Yeah. And uh, so the, they have, like, a committee of, like, five people, and you go into your interview, and they kind of decide. They talk to Miss Chase, and then uh, it just kind of works like that. And, and then, it's people from outside the FFA program. It'll be, like, people that's from the cool. community and stuff. Yeah, that's great. And then we also do, like, uh, uh, ballots for everybody, like, that's in FFA. Like, they will get uh, – uh, the students will get a ballot, and then they vote, too. So it has a percentage of yeah. weight as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you dress up. Yeah, got your tie on. Yeah. Blue jackets. Dress, yeah. Yeah. Blue jackets. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Uh, and that is that interview process is to be an officer, yeah. not not to join FFA, right? Yeah, just, just to, to be, be an officer. Yes, you can join yeah. FFA. It. Without um, that. We typically do it at the beginning of the school year, but you can really join at any time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What a great process. I did not know that's how that was. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, I, st- you know, studying a lot of programs at higher levels of 
different stuff with especially what we do with baseball but that's what a lot of people do with their leadership councils and and make them interview it's great experience so you're going to love that come time to um get a job you're gonna be, oh, this is easy i already yeah. did this once or twice you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they have um or so in ffa you have your chapter which is just your school and then district state and national so our district is called south central district and so you can run to be an officer for that as well so i'm an officer candidate i have to give a speech at a banquet coming up oh wow are you nervous yeah i'm actually super nervous i haven't really started writing it yet (laughs) um but you give a speech and then it's voted on there's delegates from each school and they vote on who gets it that's pretty cool Yeah. yeah so about how many people will listen to your speech um, 200 ish me uh, and another member Tatum Roundtree are both up for different, um, officer positions. Oh gosh. That is so cool. Yeah. I would be pretty nervous as well. <laughs> well, if she can do this podcast since we're third in the world, I mean, that's right. About the amount <laughs> There's of people way that are, more than 200 yeah, people yeah. listen to this. So now this is great practice. Dude. I'm glad you jumped on. Yeah. I will tell you though, I can, I can talk on the radio until I'm blue in the face, but I, Talking in front of people is so much different. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's so much harder. It is. So much harder. But uh, no, that's it. That's exciting. That's pretty cool. So what is, when you give your speech in front of all those people, um, what is going to be, is it like you're campaigning or is it a message or? Um, so different people will, they'll talk about different things. You want to talk about yourself and why you would be a good officer, but you also want to relate it and make it um, more personable to everyone there. So yeah. my, I've rough drafted ish it's just about how like my freshman year I wasn't in FFA because I didn't know that's what I wanted to do with my life I thought I wanted to be a dentist so I didn't take any ag classes and then people influenced me and like not community members like my mentors teachers um different classmates like have pushed me to become more involved in it and things like that absolutely that's great that's I'm excited yeah can't wait to hear how it goes (laughs) yeah when is that when is that gonna be April 17th April 17th. Oh, yeah. That's cool. coming up two days before my daughter's birthday. Oh. I don't know. Random fact. <laughs> You'll do great. No, you will do exciting. great. It's exciting. Cole, um, you know, we talked about some different events. Um, and before the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, we had talked last Friday a little bit. We were talking. Um, yeah. And one thing that really stuck out to me that I thought was really fascinating to hear about um, was your, and, and I may not be saying it right, but your comp- your sales competition. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, because I think listeners would love to hear it. It was super fascinating. So it's called Ag Sales, and pretty much the way it works is you, like, write up a, I don't know, like a little paragraph thing about... Uh, like a your, pitch. Yeah, like a pitch, kind of, about what you are selling, like what your business is and who you're selling to. So then the judges are who you're selling to, and they'll get that paper ahead of time, and they'll, awesome. like, figure out what it is. So I might sell, like, ranch hand bumpers. Uh, to a farm in western Kansas, and they have, like, a fleet of 12 trucks, and they're, like, uh, either, you know, had some cattle bump into them or they're, like, hit a couple deer. And so my deal is I go in there, and I'm like, you guys would save so much money instead of taking these things to the body shop all the time. You just buy some ranch hand bumpers, put on these pickups, and uh, then you'd, you know, save this money down the line and be better for you. That's kind of what you go in there and do. Just That's cool. You just got to sell it to them, you know. And you have, like, a whole scenario, like, that you create of where you're located at and what um, business you're selling to. Like, some people sell chicks to poultry producers and stuff, so... That was the part that fascinated me the most, I thought, was coming up with the scenario. So, you're not just 
selling something to sell something, right? You're not yeah, just, well, hey, everybody's going to sell these bumpers to these guys. You have to cut. It's a, so then it's going to translate in life to a real life situation. Yeah. And what mm. I also think is cool is it goes into detail, like even warranties and stuff. Like I had That's warranties awesome. on my bumper. Like, do you want the warranty and all that? And that just made it a lot of fun. So just because cool. you get into everything. And I mean, it's really like you just go into the area and there's these guys there and it's almost like you're. Sitting down, like eating lunch with somebody, yeah. would kind of be like in real life, like when they do sell big stuff yeah. to ag guys. Hey, let's go to lunch. Let me pitch this idea to yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's so, a great experience. Oh my gosh, oh, it's perfect. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I would have had some of that experience <laughs> as well. Um, so, Kate talked about how she wants to go to vet school and be a vet. What do you want to do next year when you graduate? Uh, I want to go to Cali and do non-destructive testing. That's what I want to do. Oh, that's okay. cool. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what kind of job that would lead to. So it's kind of like uh, x-raying welds and like checking bolts and threads and all that to make sure they don't leak. It's just a bunch of like small just checking stuff out to make sure it's going to work and last a long time. So so, so why does that? Because that's a pretty um, like not necessarily kind of a specific thing, right? Mm -hmm. That maybe not everybody in the community would think about for a job right out of high or, you know, for a career path right out of high school. So why does that fascinate you? Why is that something you want to do? Um, I don't know. Like I really like building stuff and I really like seeing what, like what's behind building stuff. Like if I can figure out how it's put together and what can make it even better, I think is kind of what fascinated me behind doing it. 100%. Because I don't know. And I just like, I don't know. I like kind of, almost like I don't want to say like supervising but I like going around and just seeing how different things are done and how people are building stuff so if I can that's kind of like why I want to do it because well I will say you are pretty good about building stuff and, and making things happen if you have not followed Cole's TikTok page I do follow <laughs> Cole's TikTok it's pretty good I don't know what's it called but he does all kinds of cool stuff with cars don't so it's get pretty neat. started I like it. I'm a follower. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's uh, it's like Cole McCorkle 24 on TikTok, and then I have Cole's Speed Shop on YouTube. and that's uh, The Speed Shop was what yes. I was talking about. Yeah. You'll talk your ear off about it. So there's more on YouTube than TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm going to subscribe I, I today. I'm in. I uploaded a video in like probably like close to a year now, but it's starting to warm back up, so I think I'm going to get okay. back after it. You better. Yeah. I'm, well, after I'm you put this plug in, you better out. get some stuff out there. Yeah, because, I don't know, and it's kind of funny because my brother – he was like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I don't know. And this was like probably, I don't know, like a year or two ago. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he was like, well, uh, I'll give you some money. You can kind of do whatever you want. And he's like, you know, you're really kind of good at just like talking to people and saying like, you know, a bunch of random stuff that's kind of funny. So I was just, <laughs> I'm going to buy you a camera and you can just go film whatever you do for fun. And that's what I did. And that's awesome. I really, I that's like my favorite pastime is just like kind of working on old cars and doing stupid stuff with cars. That's just, <laughs> that's just a lot of fun. Well, those videos are fun to watch. I uh, I ran across one and I thought, uh, like, what is he doing? So I watched it to kind of be like, what kind of crazy stuff is he doing? And then I kind of got into it. I kept watching. I think I watched every one of them. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty good. But it's on TikTok. I haven't seen YouTube yet. So yeah, I might have to go next to YouTube, subscribe, and watch Cole's uh, speed shot videos. For sure. They are pretty cool. There was a no-door Durango that was kind of fun to watch. So. Yeah, that thing's a lot of fun. <laughs> there you go. I had to make sure you knew I actually watched. Um, no, so um, I think you both have obviously awesome roles um, in FFA. I think you both have bright futures. Um, you know, we're excited to see what you do next year, Cole, um, as you leave. And, Kate, we're happy to have you for another year because <laughs> we have a lot more to get done. Um, but we're, you know, excited for both of you, obviously, in the roles that you have here and what the, the cool things you're going to do in the future Yeah. as well. Thank yeah. you. As well. Um, good. Do you have anything you want to leave anybody with? Anybody you want to say hi to on maybe listening? Um, 
I don't really have anyone specific I want to talk to, but <laughs> I'll say um, if you are interested in joining FFA or anything, reach out to either of us or Miss Chase. Um, go out to the ag shop, see what it's all about, because we'd love to have you. And I would love to talk to you about that, but I'd probably talk to Kate because I will not be here next year. So. And my role of the president's about over. I think you got like a month, month and a half. So I would talk to Kate. <laughs> Kate's the go-to girl. Yeah. Go hit her yeah. up. You want to join FFA? They want their numbers. They continue to rise. Miss Chase does a great job. Yes. So go talk to them. Well, we're really proud of you guys and you. Uh, all your hard work here and, and uh, excited to see what you can do after high school. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with everybody's favorite segment of the podcast, Sit Down with the Soup. Do you have an upcoming event that needs some pizzazz? Is there an upcoming birthday party, retirement party, or even holidays? Then Yard Love South Central is the perfect place for you to go. They have a large selection of yard signs for almost any occasion. And if you call, they'll get it done in the blink of an eye. If you need some Yard Love, call 620-705-1095. Again, 620-705-1095. Welcome back here to sit down with the soup and everybody's favorite segment. Uh, this month's stump the soup with Caden and Ryan. You guys got some good questions. Everybody's favorite segment, except for mine is what <laughs> you mean true. by that. Yes, that's true. That's okay. true. That's all right. <laughs> definitely the funnest segment. We it do. is definitely the funnest. Okay. Let's jump straight into it. Uh, what is one thing that instantly makes your day better? Ooh, um, gosh, Instantly makes my day better. Um, I think uh, all of us uh, probably positive comments or uh, compliments, you know, when people uh, uh, take the time to say nice things to each other, you know. I think, yeah. I think any type of positive interaction with, uh, with somebody else, um, even if it's not a compliment necessarily, but just, uh, you know, somebody that's uh, trying to be positive in, in your direction. Um, I try to do that to other people. So I think mm -hmm. that, I mean, just little things, just a passing by conversation with somebody can, can be good. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the like first that's thing that came to mind anyway. Yeah. That's a really, really good answer. And you know, positivity is a great thing, mm -hmm. but I was just really hoping you would say, come in, in here and record. And stuff <laughs> yes, yes. I actually am depressed. Every day of the month, except when I'm sitting down with you guys to do sit down with the soup. So uh, no. well, that, that makes me feel happy. <laughs> yes, yes, He's been studying yes. riddles. <laughs> right. Trying to trying to be ready to. Not yes, be that's stumped. part yeah. of it. That's part of it. All right. So for the second one, what is the biggest risk you have ever taken? The biggest risk I've ever taken is sitting down with you guys to answer questions <laughs> in this in this segment. That is a big risk. <laughs> Uh, biggest risk I've ever taken. Uh, gosh. Um, well, I suppose, I mean, for one that comes to, comes to mind, I guess, on a professional level would be, um, I actually went, uh, originally, uh, went to school to do social work and, um, and got my first bachelor's degree in social work and, um, and started doing that for a few years, and then I decided to uh, change career paths and do education. But in order to do that, I had to go back and redo my entire education and, and get a second bachelor's degree and work my way up. 
um, which has been one of the best decisions I ever made. But at the time, it felt like a big, it felt like a big risk because I had already put, you know, all my eggs in this basket, and now I'm supposed to. That was an Easter reference, by the way. Looky there, it's a good, like good job, good job. Um, no pun intended. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but at the time, that felt really kind of scary and risky because I had put so much, you know, into one direction and had to switch it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I always wanted to work uh, for people and uh, work in a position that that tried to influence other people's lives and make their lives better, um, which I do feel like I do in the in in my jobs throughout education. So I'm really proud of that. Uh, but um, but I would say that felt like a big risk at the time. And it sounds like you're very happy with the reward, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. I really am. Um, the uh, you know the. Uh, the the community of Wellington has been very good to me and given me a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things and so um, in in the education role and so I'm I'm really proud of that and appreciative of that and uh, but that as far as risk that felt like it was super risky at the time yeah absolutely so yeah it could change your the outcome of your entire life yeah and it did yeah and I think those of us Ryan can agree with us those of us who are parents and and you guys may be someday too. Uh, one of the biggest risks you ever take is bringing another human being into the world and, and, uh, and you know, everything that comes with that, it's, that's uh, pretty scary at the time cause you are, uh, responsible for this life, you know? Um, and so that's, even though that's very simple, that's also feels risky at the time in a, in a, in yeah, a way when absolutely. you're, when you're, especially when you're young and going through that absolutely. process. So. And if I recall right, you're pretty happy with that reward too, because yes. you said that your daughter is your hero on <laughs> yes, a yes. pass stump, stump the suit. Yes, yes. All three of my kids are my hero in in, uh, in certain ways, uh, each of them individually. But yeah, yeah, I definitely mentioned her in that podcast. Okay, what are you most afraid of? Ooh, uh, it's a loaded question. It's a very loaded question. I'm always afraid of your guys' questions, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Um, I think you. I think you always. Um, I think you're. I, I think probably there's always a little fear in all of us that um, you know something negative could happen to one of your family members or uh, your kids or um, you know. I think that's that's probably I have I, I have I have much more fear of something like that happening than something happening to myself. Like I don't really worry about myself getting in a car wreck necessarily, but yeah. I worry about my kids getting in a car wreck if that makes sense. Um, so uh, that's kind of kind of depressing, but it's true. It's it's but it's true. It's yeah, true. Sure. Yeah, just just I think just uh, worry about. Uh, um, you want your, you want your, just like you guys, you want your uh, family to be happy and, you know, to experience a lot of joy and love. And, and uh, so anything that is the opposite of that is kind of a fear, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like it makes sense. It's a very selfless thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're getting into our first riddle now. Oh, Okay. This is where we're always in trouble. That's it. This is where Ryan stuff. needs this to is get the best part. This stuff. is when part. I, this is when I wish Gavin had a microphone. He didn't have to just sit over there and and uh, run the show. He could answer the riddles. I have a good feeling. All right, <laughs> it's redemption time. Okay, so what two words added together contain the most letters? What two words added together contain the most letters? 
Ooh. Ryan? I don't know. Two words out of the other. That's a tough one. It's probably obvious. It, I, probably it is. It is. It, they're always obvious. And I'm always stumped. <laughs> That's the know. goal. I got it. I, I've got nothing. What about you, Jenkins? Coming up blank. Repeat it one more time. One more time. All right. What two words added together contain the most letters? We'll say this every time. Don't overthink it. But that's exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> yes, that's exactly that what I'm I feel like in my mind, I'm like trying to wrap it around because I know it's not difficult. I've, I know it's. See, obvious. I have the moment that I feel like they've already told us within the sentence, and now I'm trying to pick it out of the sentence. They could. They could have. <clears throat> what two words? The most letters. I don't know. It's a post office. Yeah. So easy, uh, post office. We're gonna have to start giving them hints. On they time. have a lot. And that's of not even that, that's not even that hard. No, Ryan, no. this is this is not good. We're struggling. Yeah, that's all right. We're like over our last we're, seven. That's okay. It's we're right. in charge of educating students. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good situation. Okay, uh-huh. this is the last riddle of today. A man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why is that? Oh, I think I know this one. I'll let really? you first. Because he's bald? That was my guess, too. Really? Well, that is actually the answer. For the oh, first time. oh, look at you there. Oh, we yes. got one. We are in. Let's go. Yes. I wish I knew okay. that. Okay, we are, uh, by the way. That is the first right answer. I don't know which one. By the way, in this moment, we were, we were no more podcasts. No more podcasts. We, we can't. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're done. We're dropping the mic, and we're done. We thought we had two more left this year, but actually, we're just done right <laughs> we're just, This is it. It's over. Right Thanks now. for joining us. It's been great. No. Holy cow, we got one. That's, That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm yeah. impressed. I'm definitely impressed. And that makes me feel better after the post office situation, because <laughs> that was rough. For sure. It or the other five six months. of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we only do it once a month. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. You're right. Five months. Five months. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you, fellas. Yeah, you did a great job, as always. Uh, I'm trying to stump a soup. 